0: Hello and welcome to the Ladies Best Life Podcast. Today we're talking about creating harmony in your work-life setup. A lot of the time we find it hard to juggle work-life balance. And actually it's one of the main reasons why the ladies that I work with end up overweight, pretty much unhappy, eating shit drinking alcohol and really not feeling good in themselves it also pulls them away from being present with people that they love and then they've got mum guilt or partner guilt and guilt just everywhere because they are not able to effectively manage the balance of all different kind of quadrants of life if you like so we're going to go into just particularly the work life balance today and we want to try and help you today to get some more harmony now remember with everything that we talk about here They are not a click your fingers done. Everything that you're here to learn is about building skills. Now, skills are hard, right? Because they're like habits, you have to stack them, you have to explore with them. Sometimes they're gonna work, other times they're not going to work and it can become a bit of a fucking nightmare if I'm honest with you. But you categorically can get there, it just takes consistency, patience, and if you're overwhelmed, just focus on one at a time. So why is it a problem? Why is not having work-life balance a problem? If we don't have work-life balance, we generally end up doing a lot. We do a lot and we don't ever really pull back. We don't ever really just be, we don't really kind of just take a moment to just chill on the sofa with no TV on, no distractions. We find it hard to just relax, right? That can lead to burnout first and foremost. If you are rushing around like a blue ass fly, if you're feeling that you are constantly frustrated and a little bit like a wasp, then we need to look at, are you potentially on the edge of burnout? Do you wake up tired? Are you craving sugar all the time? Is alcohol what you soothe with? It sounds to me like maybe if that's a yes to the above, we could be edging near towards burnout. So that's the first thing, just looking at it from a realistic standpoint. If you're doing a lot and you're not pulling back, you're not sleeping enough, you're not uh, resting enough, you're not recovering enough, and you're not having enough fun outside of work, burnout is imminent. And Jay Shetty's quote, we can squeeze more into our time, but we can't squeeze more out of our energy we can squeeze more into our time, but we can't squeeze more out of our energy. And if we live constantly squeezing more into our time, our energy is just gonna drop and drop and drop. And we don't need to go into the kind of health implications of that, but that leads to inflammation. When we're constantly inflamed, inflammation is the leading cause of disease. Okay, so can you see how actually, yes, you may struggle to slow down, you may struggle to pull back, but If you want to be here in years to come and be here healthily, we've got to fucking address this, guys. Outside of health and outside of burnout, the reason why work-life balance is a problem is because we don't give ourselves the opportunity to fully connect with our loved ones. And I bet you if we were here sat together with a gin and tonic in our hands, we're 86 years old, we're in our rocking chairs, and I said to you, right, Sally, What life have you lived to get here and have no regrets? It would probably be, well, I made time for the people that mattered and I truly gave them my presence. I truly connected with them. Does that land with you? Because if so, you now have the power of foresight. You will know if you give yourself time what you will and won't regret. Please don't let the things that you can change now be something that you regret later. So let's dig into it. How can we get a more harmonious work-life balance? Step one, probably the hardest one of the lot. Set clear boundaries. If you run your own business or you work for somebody else, you need them to know that these are your hours. You work Monday to Friday, nine till five. You are not contacted either side of that. If you are contacted outside of those hours, if you respond, you have broken down the boundary wall. You have told them it is okay for them to contact you and break your boundary. You have a boundary setter. You have a boundary tester. You are the boundary setter. And if your boss, for example, goes, oh, Helen, can you just do this thing? I know it's eight o'clock at night. If you go yes, or even if you respond, that is your boundary been broken. And it will take a lot longer for you to build it back up. And that could be where you're at right now. So don't worry, we will get you there, but now we need to set those boundaries and stick to them. Boundaries can also be in home life your children coming in and interrupting your workouts, potentially your husband going out every weekend and you're just left to the children. Maybe it's your neighbor coming around and you just constantly say yes, even though you want to say no, you get to put the boundary in place. The reason why we struggle with boundaries is we struggle with people pleasing and self-worth. Why are you not worth that strong boundary? Ask yourself that question. Why should you work for free? Why should you do all of the chores at home, the cooking, the cleaning, and everything else on top of a full-time job? Why is that your boundary? Can we get some support on that? So step one is boundaries, setting clear boundaries. And if you run your own business, I do this. I have people ask for calls with me every, I have someone ask for a call with me pretty much every weekend. So I'm like, right, when can you do for a call? You're struggling a little bit. Oh, I can do Sunday. No, categorically no. I will not give up my weekends to work. I used to, and now I'm going against the other way to now build them back up again. Weekends are my time because when I come to my fucking deathbed, I'm gonna look back and go, why didn't you go and do those things more, Sash? Because I was people pleasing. Sorry, future self, I was people-pleasing. Not anymore. My boundaries are I work X hours in the week and these are my working hours. I do not work weekends. And it's not easy. But what's the alternative? Continue people-pleasing, keeping everyone else happy at the cost of your own happiness. Step two is prioritise and delegate. You've got a massive load of emails in your inbox, right? You've got Sandra knocking on your door wanting help with this. You've then got this urgent task. You can delegate your emails to your PA. You can tell Sandra to go and speak to the person that she actually needs to go speak to, so we now have delegation. And then you can prioritise the urgent task. So many people, and I'm speaking mostly to business owners here, we have this, we're a bit of control freaks, right? We want everything to be done our way. But what that does is it disempowers us because then we don't have the capacity to deal with all of the things. So we end up doing the things not so well, or we do everything really fucking well, but we feel like shit. So by delegating and giving time up to teach people how to do things, not even your way, but give them the skills that they need to do the things. So to handle your inbox, for example, to order the merchandise that you need to do, but give them the space to do it their way. Stop being a control freak, trust the people you hire. Because when we can do that, we can delegate stuff. We can then focus on our mastery, the things that we're fucking awesome at. For me, for example, I am awful at anything to do with accounts and admin. So both of those tasks, well, there's many tasks in both of those roles, I've hired out And for me, it means that I don't see them as less than worthy tasks. I see them as fucking incredible tasks. And the people who are wizards in it, I love it, but it's not my strength. So I get to focus on my strengths and the things that actually fill up my happy cup. And then what I can do is prioritize the things that are important to me and that I'm fucking good at and delegate the rest. But maybe you are in a position where you work for somebody else. But again, we can still add a priority list. What is urgent and needs to happen now? What is urgent, but isn't so important, so maybe you can delegate it? What is not urgent, but it's important? We can delay that for a little bit. And then what is not urgent and not important, fuck it off. Or if it needs to be done, put it on the back burner for next week. Delegating can also come into the house as well. Ask your children to pick up after themselves. Teach them, it's a skill, it's gonna take time. Prioritize, if you've got all these jobs to do around the house, what is the one that's gonna give you the most sanity? Prioritize and delegate. Step number two, not easy, but there will be a way. It's just gonna take you a little bit of time to think about how this relates to your life. Practice time management and effective time management. 99% of women who join the coaching club say they don't have time to work out, to eat well and to sleep well. They always say, I don't have any time. Two years into the journey, they're doing probably 50% more than they ever thought they could have done. Have I just gifted them an extra 10 hours a day? No, I have taught them the skill of time management. I have taught them how to effectively manage their time, how to delegate stuff, how to prioritise stuff, how to only do the work that they're paid for, how to have more support at home, how to get the children to be more self-responsible, to do their own stuff, to tidy their own room. You get the food shop ordered rather than go and get it. You maybe get a cleaner in, then we can learn how to manage our time more effectively. So many people struggle with planning because one, they don't plan the time to plan. Two, they see it like a prison sentence and they they actually miss the point that planning creates freedom. It doesn't take it away because you are in the driving seat, right? You can move stuff around. So planning doesn't need to be a rigid, it's got to be this, it's got to be that. Not at all. It just gives you some breathing space, enables you to focus on the things that matter to you. So planning your time, whether it be use Google Calendar, you can write it all down. And for me, I sit down every Sunday, and if I'm busy on Sunday, I will do it on a Saturday or even a Friday. I'll look at the week ahead, look at what appointments are in. I'll then add in things that I wanna do. I'll then open up calls for Coaching Club. I'll then plan my podcasts. Every week I go in knowing my big rocks for the week, and then I always allow for space for if basically shit hits the fan. Do you do that? Could we start with that? Because that will categorically, and even if we think about the work situation, do you go in and just go write emails? Are you like putting out fires all the time? So you go from emails to speaking to Sandra, then go to your boss, then you gotta do this project, then you're jumping from one thing to the next. Imagine if you could plan your day more effectively putting boundaries in place to say we have a meeting at 10 we have a meeting at four you do not interrupt me unless it's urgent step four cultivate open communication do you effectively communicate with everyone in the workspace do you effectively communicate with everyone at home and if you're struggling with communication go back to the previous communication podcast that i did Learn and start to think about how we can communicate more effectively. What do you need from me? When do you need it by? How do you want to be communicated? Do you want me to call you once a week? Do we have an agenda for our meetings so we're not just having meetings for the sake of having meetings, something we see all the time? Are you communicating with people in your workspace that you are up to your eyes in it and you actually can't keep going at this cadence? If not, why not? How can we make that happen? People will think you're okay managing what you're managing unless you tell them otherwise. So how can we open that communication and say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. I really need some support. Maybe you're doing tasks that you're good at, but they tank your energy. Can that be delegated to somebody else? opening that communication, having the courage to open that communication is one of the key parts to having that harmony between work and life. And finally, we've talked about this a lot recently, but meeting yourself where you're at and honoring your own needs is step five. If you are burnt out, your energy's on the floor, your health is on the floor, you feel like shit, you may overwork as a coping mechanism. You may overeat as a coping mechanism. There are many things that can come from this. So by looking after ourselves, which is no one else's responsibility but our own, but by looking after ourselves, we have more energy and capacity to give. We can handle those fires that we've got to put out better. We can think more clearly. The amount of women who come and work with me and say, I've got brain fog. But when I look at their structure, their organisation, the fact that they live life winging it, I'm never surprised. So how can we start to look at managing ourselves better so that we have more capacity to deal with work better, to do our career better, to handle people at home better. You are probably noticing a theme throughout the Ladies Best Life podcast now. It's all about everything starts and ends with you. If you are on your knees, you're not gonna be able to give everyone else the best version of you. You're not gonna be able to effectively do your job. You're going to be going through life literally like you're in a washing machine. And recently on a podcast that I was on, someone said to me like, when were you most thriving? When were you most winning? And I could tell them the exact month this year. It was in May. Why? I'd slowed down. I'd hired some support. I was really focused on myself and my health. And I was sleeping like a fucking baby. Four things. Super simple. My work productivity went up my effectiveness as a coach went up, my communication went up, my relationships got stronger, everything starts and ends with you. But if you are people pleasing, if you are working outside of the hours that you are paid to work, if you're giving to everybody else, you don't have much to give. So we have to pull it back and start with you. And maybe the boundaries need to come in first, maybe it's time management. Choose one of the points we've discussed today and run with it. Because you can live life with more harmony, but it isn't just going to happen. You've got to make it happen yourself, and it requires action. So good luck with it. This is not an easy podcast to go through, but what is the alternative? When we get to our rocking chairs, and we're sat down, and we're reflecting back on life, you will remember this if you make action off the back of it. So do not forget that your future self massively deserves for you to make these changes today.